Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode of Beep. Explain it. Beep. Slowly. Beep. 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 This is how the the rest of the episode's gonna go. Just beep. <laughs> yep. And there's a good reason for that because not once, not twice, but for several nights in a row, we are greeted with a mysterious beep. And as any normal person would then do. I was wondering, what is causing the beep? Beep. <laughs> Specifically, why are we getting beep at 2 a.m., right? Yeah, it, it's really random because sometimes like at 4 in the morning, sometimes around Never during six. the day. There's no beeps during the day. Yeah, or sometimes like around 2. It's always in like the, the middle of the night, pretty mm-hmm. much. So, uh, we, did, we do know what's causing the beep. Um, as most people would immediately surmise, uh, and that is the smoke detector. Not the one in our bedroom, the one in the hallway. So it's distant enough that it makes us think that it could be coming from the neighbors, perhaps. Like, from our uh, bedroom's point of view, it certainly sounds like that. Uh, but no, it is absolutely our our own beep uh, <laughs> that we need to deal with. Um, and yeah, it's coming from the smoke detector. Uh, so... Uh, what better topic for the day than to talk about how smoke detectors work? It's probably out of battery, right? No, so we put new batteries in it. Still beeps. Um, but yeah, uh, how do smoke? Maybe de- it's the it's the type of. Uh, I want to tell detector. you how smoke detectors work. Yeah, but it's probably the type of smoke detector that just beeps. <laughs> it's the beeping kind. Yeah, so uh, it's, it's a complete side thing. Uh, Think Geek, remember them? Yeah. Yeah, uh, I don't know if they're still around. No, they not got, the same company anymore. They got bought by uh, GameStop, and then there's no more Think Geek. Like, the site is gone. Oh. But well, they, they sell really cool, like, nerdy gadgets and, mm-hmm. like, stupid stuff. And they used to sell something called the Annoyatron. It was a little circuit board uh, with a little battery, and it beeps randomly. Not consistently. Not with any amount of uh, ability for you to find it. And it had a little magnet attached. So you can go ahead and discreetly put it under uh, that person you really don't like at work. Uh, And it would just beep randomly and slowly drive them to insanity. (laughs) Uh, So this was called the Annoyatron. There was was one I remember where um, it's like a little small box. It looks like a treasure chest. But it it has a little switch on it. And all it does is it just allows you to flip that switch. And it does nothing else. It's like a useless switch box. Oh, is it the one where when you flip the switch, it opens and it flips it back? No, it doesn't do Not anything. Even. But it, it, there's just a little box, and it, there's a little me, like metal switch lever that just you just switch. <laughs> and that was it. <laughs> it's nerdy stuff. <laughs> Sounds fascinating. Uh, but in any case, I, I want to tell you how smoke detectors work. Please do, because I think that is kind of cool. Um, so there's two kinds of smoke detectors. Uh, there is the, the classic radioactive kind, uh, which I think is the kind that most people have heard of. Uh, and then there's an, uh, a non-radioactive kind. Um, and they apparently detect different kinds of fires. I'm not too clear on like why one would be better at one kind of fire versus the other kind of fire. Long story short, if there's a fire, both of them react. Uh, they react differently to smoke that's in the air. Um, so that's something. Uh, but they both react to fire, fire. 
It, it normally smoke in the air is like the particles that is like yeah so right. yeah let's start with that so right? so smoke um is the reason you can see smoke is because it's little pieces of particles uh that are just floating in the air uh and eventually they fall back down like if the air is still uh smoke will fall back down the only reason it rises is because along with the thing that's making the smoke you have hot like heat, heat yeah. um and heat causes air to rise because it becomes less uh dense uh so that's why smoke rises but otherwise smoke will happily fall to the ground um and when you see ash everywhere that's typically from that's smoke that's falling uh so yeah that's what smoke is and that's what these uh detectors look for so um i guess the the non uh radioactive one is kind of interesting because it's it's dead simple when you think about it wouldn't you want a non-radioactive one because that sounds scary to begin with yeah so I, i'll talk about the 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 other one, apparently the other one's better at actually detecting, like, most the fires that did not start one. yet. Yeah. And they're not actually dangerous in any way. Like, a banana, also radioactive. Uh, you you are getting radiation radiation by being close to banana, so. Oh. Um, so I shouldn't eat bananas. You are also getting way more radiation just by standing on the surface of the planet. <laughs> okay. So let's set set some bars here. Uh, none of this is dangerous. Um, it's just radioactive as like a property of uh, what it is. Um, and when you have millions times more radioactivity, then it becomes dangerous. But most of the times we don't have anyway, that. Anyway, anyway, let's go. Anyways, <laughs> uh, non-radioactive kind of smoke detector. Uh, it's, it's very simple. It has a laser uh, and it will flash a little light. Um, and that flash will just happen. Now, uh, if you think about a clever arrangement for this light to pass through like a tunnel, um, there might be perpendicular to that tunnel, a detector that usually would never see the light. So if the air is clean, uh, the light will kind of flash and the detector, which is kind of hidden behind a wall of sorts, will never see that light flash. It'll be none the wiser. But if there's stuff in the air, the stuff in the air will kind of reflect the light ever so slightly, right? Yeah, because it's hitting the particle and it's Exactly. And therefore, the detector is going to see that light. Kind of like when you have a laser pointer and you can see the laser pointer in the air. That's because there's stuff in the air. Otherwise, you would never see the laser pointer because it would have nothing to reflect off of. Um, Or the laser beam, I should say. The pointer you'll always see because it's at the end. Uh, But the beam itself, you won't be able to see unless there's like um fog or something so uh that's what this kind of detector is looking for just stuff to enter the air enough for it to reflect enough light towards the detector um so that's how that one works very very stupidly simple um the the radioactive quote-unquote one um is also quite interesting um it operates with like a microgram or like a very very small amount of americium 241 i think um and this is a radioactive element um you have a very small amount of it and what we mean by radioactive element is it releases something called an alpha particle so americium is a rather large atom uh and it's semi unstable uh like it will it will survive with a half life of 450 years or something um, and what I mean by that is if you have one kilogram of American 241 in 450 years, you're going to have half a kilogram of that left. The rest is going to have transformed into something else. Does that make sense? 
Um, so as it transform, because it's unstable, it's slowly transforming into other things. Um, and it does that by releasing something called an alpha particle. And an alpha particle is basically a helium atom without the electrons. So it's the nucleus of a helium atom, two protons, two uh, neutrons. And it just whizzes out of there. It's like, okay, uh, americium breaks up. It loses a little bit of its nucleus, becomes something else as a result of that. Uh, and then that bit of nucleus that's whizzing off, uh, it's just... It's not even an atom. It doesn't have electrons around it. It's just the nucleus of helium, basically. Um, and it it goes off. Uh, and when it hits things, namely air particles, it doesn't have electrons around it. And it really wants two electrons. But because it's whizzing off really quickly, uh, it kind of disturbs all the other atoms that are just happy um, in the air, for instance. So if you have oxygen, for instance, oxygen has a few electrons around it. This thing will whiz by oxygen and steal some of the electrons. And it won't even steal them. It'll just kind of throw the electrons off. Think of it like a like a, a, a wild, I was going to say a wild planet entering a solar system and then everything going chaotic as a result of it. It just disturbs everything. Um, and that's what makes it dangerous and radioactive. Uh, because if that were to hit a piece of your DNA, for instance, your DNA would break down. Because it's electrons that are holding it together. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Um, that said, these are alpha particles. Uh, they don't get very far in air. They get like a few uh, inches or feet at most. Um, and then they're kind of no longer dangerous. They've accumulated at that point enough electrons to just become a normal atom. Um, and a piece of paper is more than enough to block it. Uh, that said, you have lots of skin on you. Uh, so you're totally safe from alpha particles. Uh, they do not pose uh, much harm uh, at all. However, if you were to ingest or get them inside your body, then they have nowhere else to really go, so they just kind of cause damage um, wherever they end up. And depending on how much you ingest or put inside your body, that becomes a problem. So don't swallow American 241. Uh, that would be a bad idea. Um, but yeah, for all intents and purposes, they are harmless. Um, and just like most other things you shouldn't swallow... Uh, if you don't swallow them, you're kind of good to go, right? Uh, so, uh, yeah, that's what's inside of the, the smoke detector. So what it does is because it steals electrons or it rips electrons off, I want to say. It doesn't really steal them because the electrons go somewhere else. Um, but it rips the electrons off of oxygen and nitrogen in the air. Uh, those uh, Those molecules of oxygen and nitrogen, they become charged particles, meaning they become more positively charged as a result of electrons being taken off of them. Um, and other oxygens and nitrogens that suddenly gained an electron that was floating by, they become negatively charged. So it kind of like disturbs what's in the air. Uh, and the key piece to all this is, on its own, that wouldn't be very impressive. But the key piece is you have a battery, like a 9-volt battery, uh, and two plates of metal. And this electron business that's happening happens in between those two plates of metal. And what's going on is basically as the alpha particles are disturbing all the air particles inside of that little chamber uh, between the two pieces of metal, those uh, molecules of oxygen and nitrogen, they become charged, right? And because they're charged, they want to go towards one piece of metal or the other because there's a battery attached one is positively charged and one is negatively charged. So the positively charged air molecules want to go to the negative terminal 
and the negatively charged air particles want to go to the positive terminal. So it basically completes the circuit that the battery is connected to. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Um, and because of that, you have a steady current. So as, as the, the smoke alarm is operational, it will slowly drain the battery very, very slowly over a course of 5-10 years. Um, and it will, it will uh, be able to detect if the battery is not being drained at the, the rate that it's supposed to go. So the little piece of americium, 241, it will release alpha particles very regularly, like on a cadence. Uh, and that means that you'll have a very steady flow of air movement within that little chamber uh, to carry electrons from one terminal of the battery to the other, basically. That's what it's doing. It's shuttling a current. Um, and if you put smoke in between that, suddenly that's interrupted because the smoke is very big and little particles of air are very tiny. Um, so that will go ahead and stop that process from happening. And then the smoke detector detects that the process has stopped and therefore goes beep. Or it does a much louder beep, the actual alarm. So long story short, that's how the two most common types of smoke detectors work. And you might be wondering now, well, why was ours beeping? Why was it going beep specifically in the between the hours of 2 a.m. and 6 a.m., right? It goes on until I turn on the heater in the morning to warm up the house. Yeah, and perhaps and that's, that's usually the hint. around like 8 o'clock usually. So until I wake up, it's still doing it. Mm-hmm. And perhaps that's the hint as to what's going on. So... The reason why I was only doing it at night was because it was cold at night, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and it turns out batteries, which are little chemical power plants, when temperature changes, they change behavior. So n- namely, when a, when a battery gets cold, it will, slow, it will slow down, basically. And it slowing down is the same detection that the little, uh, the the radioactive emitter is basically looking for it's looking for a slowdown in current um because there's so stuff... is this the radioactive one or the non-radioactive one this is the radioactive one i believe oh, okay yeah so it detects the slowdown in current and it will essentially stop and because of that it detects it as this is a low battery and therefore it will beep hmm um, the other kind that detects with light, it just detects the bat power of the battery, the, the current that's coming out of the battery as like how much juice it has left uh-huh. and it will beep for the same reason. Um, but the, the old kind of, of smoke alarm doesn't need the, that kind of special logic. It just, as the battery gets old, it will naturally start beeping, um, just by nature of how it's set up. Okay. So can we swap out the the smoke detector or no? Yeah, so I think we would either need to get very fresh batteries that um, like are for sure not running low. There's no guarantee it's fresh because all batteries are also sitting on shelves in stores. Yeah, um, that's that's the problem. Unless you get the charge the rechargeable one and then just freshly charge. Yeah, that's another way of thing of thinking about it. Uh, the problem is the batteries that we had in there, they're perfectly charged, right? As soon as the temperature goes back up, they are back at a hundred percent, uh, for all intents and purposes, and they're less than a year old. Uh, so it really is, I guess we got a bad, a worse batch of batteries that just reacts more poorly to the cold, or it's been especially cold here in Southern California, uh, 63 degrees, 
Um, it was like too much for these poor batteries in, yeah. in the house. Um, or we run the heater more often, right? So those are kind of the the different solutions we can take. What what strikes me as like makes no sense. Um, and perhaps this made more sense in the past, but the what what's really interesting is that these smoke alarms that are in our house anyways, our house is relatively new on the inside. Uh, and by that, I mean, not decades old. Uh, and all the smoke alarms are actually connected to main power. Like they have like electricity going to them without the need of a battery. Uh, and they will happily beep without a battery, which is one unfortunate piece of uh, this. Uh, and if they do detect smoke, they will go ahead and tell all the other smoke alarms in the house, namely, uh, for instance, the one in the bedroom, uh, that there's a fire somewhere and you should go ahead and like evacuate or extinguish the fire or do something. Um, so it will kind of notify all of them to go off and everything will start going beep, 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 uh, kind of thing. So, so if we have smoke alarms that always have power, when are they ever going to need to beep when the power is off, right? Like, I guess there's a situation where, uh, we are out of power, right? But if we're out of power, it's not like we're going to be using the fire stuff. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So it's like, what's the point of of uh of the smoke alarms to be like battery only or like need that battery backup and that be so important that they're gonna beep at you if the battery is like slowly dying that's the that's the part that i don't get honestly so um yeah that's food for thought uh do we still need batteries in our smoke detectors when power has become so ubiquitous that it's not really a concern to not have power right mm-hmm. and to that point some smoke detectors they just come with a permanent battery like replace this in 10 years battery and smoke detector throw it out um and the reason why you want to replace it in 10 years is because the americium gets used up uh and it becomes less effective over time um or it probably gets gunk in there who knows i'm thinking maybe the battery is I don't know, used for a different purpose and the electricity is used for a different purpose? Like, maybe there's two components in two there circuits. that use different things? Maybe. I mean, is there any smoke detector that doesn't have battery? And it's just, like, power? I don't know. If there was, then I'd be I'd be curious about that because that's the one that I want. I don't ever want to deal with the stupid batteries. Yeah. Because I've been losing sleep on it. so it, It's rather annoying. I mean, it's been cold, so it's going to carry on for a few more nights, probably. Maybe all the way until spring, so. You just got to learn to live with it, then. It's just... However... It's it, like the nightingales, right? The birds that go off did. at night. It never did this before. It was only the past few weeks that it started. Mm-hmm. I mean, and we... we unless this is the first year that we get really cold winter... And that we've never had cold winter before? No, we've had cold winters. The only difference is maybe this was happening in prior years. We just changed the battery and the batteries we got at that point were no, ever so slow. I don't, I don't remember changing we did... the battery every year. I don't. Well, we we changed it semi-recently, right? Because yeah, was... because it was beeping. Yeah. <laughs> and then it stopped after we changed it. But then in the middle of the night, it would go off. 
Mm-hmm. But that was on, that only started about a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. So, but what I'm saying is, if we've had colder nights, I'm saying last year, year I think we we changed it once, and maybe it was for this reason we didn't know it yet. Right. I know we changed the one in our bedroom, mm-hmm. but not the one out here. And I haven't. We haven't changed the one in my office or your office yet either. Mm-hmm. Though those are on higher ceilings, so I imagine they get more warm air. Because all the warm air kind of accumulates at the highest point. Oh, is it? Yeah. Well, thanks for listening. Hope you don't have smoke alarm beeps like we do. Just rip them out. Yeah, who needs them? Let the place burn. I always keep... <laughs> Bad advice, don't I don't always keep them. a window or two open, like cracked, so... Mm-hmm. It's never completely shut off. Like, we're never stuck in the house where all the windows are closed. You know, well, where would the windows help? Well, I mean, help. Let, I don't know. Helps let, let some the beep of the out. smell escape, or to the point where we might not need the smoke detector. I don't know. Well, that wouldn't help if there's an actual fire. You want the thing to go off to tell you. Yeah. Well, it's also for neighbors to break into our house to save our cats if any if we're not ever home. <laughs> yeah. But we're always home, so that's never gonna happen. <laughs> Yeah, maybe we don't need them. Anyway, bye. Bye, everyone.